0: Has there ever been somebody that you felt did you wrong? Regardless of what they did to you or or how bad it really was, that feeling lives with you that they treated you wrong. Every time you see that person, a well of anger and frustration brews up inside of you. You get so mad you can't even think straight. Occasionally when you're by yourself, something brings that person back to your mind and you, you can't help but silently wish the worst on them you don't really want something bad to happen and you're not really a bad person you just don't want good things to happen to them at the end of the day you convince yourself that you're not holding a grudge because because they did you wrong they deserve however you feel about them and maybe through this intro you find yourself asking the question maybe i am holding a grudge I want to tell you, I found myself asking that same question. In fact, I've spent my entire life asking questions, and those have led me to a lot of study and even earning a bachelor's degree in Bible and theology. Today, I'm joined by my wife, Molly Cavis. We discuss grudges, if it is a grudge, and how we handle it. But before we get into that, let's cue the music. Welcome to the After Youth Podcast, where we answer questions so that you can lose doubt and live confidently for God. We pray that this episode helps you in your Christian walk. If you enjoy our content, please support us by subscribing wherever you're listening or watching and give us a five-star review. When you do that, you help people all over the world lose doubt and live with confidence. If you have a question you would like us to answer in one of our episodes, you can reach out on one of our social media platforms or email us at afteryouthpod at gmail.com. Let's jump into the episode. So there was a time at a job I was working where I was going through the motions every day, coming in, doing my job. I was pretty new at that place and there were a few people who were less than excited that I was there and I kept going day after day and before long you know these these several people they kind of made it known that they didn't want me to be there you know they left me out of conversations they talked behind my back you know they they did some things that were very blatantly avoiding me but well, they just continually made it very obvious that they didn't want me there. As they left me out of conversations, they'd give me these side eye glances every time I walked past. And like I said, ultimately they just made it very clear that they were not happy I was there. And day after day I went through this, you know, you gotta work a job, right? And as I continued, those those several guys, they, they got worn down by my by my charm and my good looks, at least that's what nobody tells me uh, but as i heard later on you know after more than a year of going through this that they began to develop this kind of respect for me and i say i say all these things not to talk about how good an impression i made but whenever i found out that these several people were had respected me now after all that time of going through almost like a hazing I had trouble having good feelings toward them. You know, these several people made my life really difficult for for more than a year's time. And, And I had a really difficult time accepting them and loving them, you know, in spite of everything. And even now, they had goodwill toward me. You know, they respected me. They kind of took me in at a certain point. And I was still angry. I was still frustrated. And... I didn't even realize I was holding a grudge until somebody I was talking to, we were talking about this situation. And it dawned on me as we were talking about this, I was like, man, I've got a grudge against these guys. You know, I'm really, I'm really struggling trying to much less love them, but even just be okay with them. And I had a moment where I thought to myself, how many times have I lived my life and gone through the motions and somebody did me wrong? And I held a grudge for months or years of my life because of something they did forever ago. And that really sent me into a place where I wanted to understand what a grudge really is and if I was, in fact, holding a grudge. And so today, that's what I want to talk about. Maybe you found yourself in a situation similar to mine where maybe you haven't admitted to yourself that you're holding a grudge. But maybe let's talk about it and see if what you're feeling, what you're going through is a grudge and what we can do about it. Whenever I looked up the definition of what a grudge was, the dictionary states, a persistent feeling of ill will or resentment resulting from a past insult or injury. And if that wasn't how I felt at that time with those guys, I think a lot of times I feel like we mystify the word grudge, like a grudge is something that you know somebody holds on to forever, and they treat you badly because they've got a grudge, you know they they do all these things like a grudge is obvious, for example, like if i had if I had a friend and I had done something small, maybe you know, let's just say for example i I took something out of their fridge that they they wanted or something. a stupid example. I took something out of their fridge and they wanted it. They got mad. And then for years, they make these passive comments like, like, bro, that's not the first time you take something out of my fridge, is it? And just over and over throughout the years, they make passive comments and they kind of nudge you in the ribs every now and then. And it's just very obvious to everybody that there is a grudge there. And I don't think that's what a grudge really is. I think it's maybe a lot more personal than what we think it is but i think it's something that a lot more people deal with than what we think because a persistent feeling of of ill will or just resentment just not wanting good things to somebody <laughs> is a pretty low standard in my opinion and i can't i can't personally think of how many times i've felt that way about people because they did me something wrong or they did something wrong to me or says something about me, and I just had these bad feelings inside of me. So, Molly, going back to my example with these guys I, I used to work with, would you say that I was holding a grudge at that time? And and Maybe do you think there was a time in your life where you held a grudge and you didn't know about it?
1: Yeah, I would definitely say that you held a grudge. Obviously, I wouldn't think that you would want harm to them, but you definitely didn't want just the best and Them getting promotions and stuff, either. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, there have definitely been times that I have held grudges and I didn't even realize it. Obviously, I'm not going to go into them, but when I would realize it, it was like I would be sitting there and I'd hear something, you know, about that person, like something good happened. In my mind, I would list all of the reasons why they didn't deserve that good thing. And I would justify it. Like, they're just not a good person. Like, they don't deserve whatever that is not realizing that I'm literally making excuses in my head as to why to hold a grudge. And, you know, or like we would be in the same room together and the person would just breathe or say a word, <laughs> say hello. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, like, I'm not, you know, I got poker face on or whatever. Like they don't know that I'm feeling this way, but deep down I'm like, Ugh, I just, I wanted to avoid that person. And then it's like, oh man, like, am I the problem? <laughs>
0: And some of that stuff can go from just being, like, a petty, like, thought to really digging deep inside of our spirit and then turning into more of a, a resentment. It's like you said, like, maybe you have a moment where you're like, that person's really annoying, and then they get some kind of promotion. You're like, like, what the heck? Like, they're annoying, and they got this promotion, and Then it, it keeps going, and it keeps building, you know? to where you've got this constant resentment, like, I can't believe they're where they are, you know, they don't deserve this, they don't deserve any of this.
1: So Josh, how can we realize that we're holding a grudge when we're so good at convincing ourselves that we're not?
0: I think overall, we're really terrible at being objective with ourselves. We really think that we're the best. (laughs) (laughs) And I, I say that, you know, from my own perspective, too, you know, I think, I like to think I do a lot of the right things. And Looking back on past events, you know, I'm very rarely the bad guy. There's some situations that maybe I maybe I do feel guilt about and so I take on that bad guy persona or whatever. But in 90% of cases, I feel like I'm the good guy. I'm in the right. Somebody else is in the wrong. And so often we do that and we can't be objective with ourselves. We kind of end up being the center of our own universe, you know? And so with that being said, whenever somebody does something wrong to you and you're the center of the universe, man, they're messing with the king, you know, <laughs> they're messing with the queen because you are the best, always right, always in the right. And so all these other people, whenever something bad happens, whenever they do something to you, how dare they step on you? But whenever we view ourselves that way we, and we put ourselves in the center of our own universe, we can't see things clearly we can't be objective we can't put our sho- put ourselves in other people's shoes and i think that's really what we have to do if you want if you want to know if you're holding a grudge i feel like it's a pretty easy litmus test like do you want good things to happen to that person if the answer's no and you've had that feeling for more than a day <laughs> you're probably holding a grudge and so That's how we have to realize it. And then you can back up and maybe try to put yourself in their shoes. You know, why are they the way that they are? And if you're anything like me, that's going to be the most frustrating thing in the entire world. Like, I don't want to know why they are the way they are. I don't care. They did wrong to me. How dare they? They need to back off. And so I I think to be able to find where we're holding grudges, we have to step back and humble ourselves and say, I'm not the center of the world. Let me put myself in their shoes and see how they see the world and see how they think I'm doing things.
1: So why would you say that we find ourselves holding these grudges and having a hard time letting go of that bad feeling?
0: Yeah, I think for me, whenever I've had a a bad feeling for a long time, I think a big part of it is I don't want to let it go. A lot of times where I've been frustrated and angry at people, And like we've said, you could say it a thousand times. In a lot of those cases, I feel like those people deserve it. They deserve my anger and my resentment. And so a lot of those times, the reason that I can't let it go, I can't get past it, is because I don't want to get past it. I want to be angry. I want to be mad. I want to be justified in my anger. And because of that. I can't move on. I can't forgive them. I can't walk past it, and and so it's just a cycle of I'm angry. I want justification, and nothing can be done about it. And so we keep living these things, and we keep we have a hard time letting go because because we to feel like we can't let go. And frankly, I think it's because we want to see something bad happen to that person. And until that does, and we feel like we're bigger and better, and justice has been served. We're gonna keep on being mad until, until we feel like something happened. It's it's kind of like the story of Jonah. You know, he didn't want to go to Nineveh. God used a a storm to get him into the water. He used a fish to transport him to Nineveh. He went to Nineveh. He preached to him. He was angry the whole time. All the people got saved, and he sat up on the hill, saying, "God, when are you gonna destroy him?" And he sat there, vengeful, angry, frustrated. He had watched God work miracles on his behalf, and he sat there angry saying, God, when are you going to destroy them? And he got bitter and frustrated, waiting for that moment of justice. These people are the worst people. They're terrible people. They deserve to be consumed by fire. And he was just looking at it all wrong. He sat there and got bitter because he wanted the bad thing, and God wouldn't provide it. And so he sat there stewing and everything else, and I feel like we do the exact same thing. We sit up on our hill, and because somebody did something wrong to us, we want the bad thing to happen, and we're going to be angry and flustered and bitter until we see that bad thing happen. And in that way, we've made ourselves God. You know, We've put ourselves on the judgment seat, ready to throw stones at people whenever they do something wrong. And that's really what a lot of this boils down to, is that we become the center of the universe. And what we say goes, how we feel goes. And so, and I'm not saying any of this as somebody that's perfect and never held a grudge. Obviously, I have. And there are still hurts and struggles that I I still deal with on a day-to-day basis. But I hope that by talking about this, by having an open conversation about what a grudge is and why we feel that way, that maybe we can all grow a little bit. We can all move forward.
1: So how would you say that we could stop having a grudge?
0: I believe that there are a few ways that we can get past a grudge. And this is still something that I'm working on, but I want to share it with you. And you know, as I get into this, I think it's important to remember that it takes time. It takes a lot of time and prayer. It's a process to forgive somebody, to to get rid of a grudge that maybe you've held for a long time. The first thing here is to remember that you were saved by grace. There's a parable in the Bible, and I hope you know, you'll you go and find it later to read through it in a little bit more detail. But there's a man that that owed the king some money. It was a lot of money. And, and the king ended up forgiving him, of, forgiving him of his debt. He said, you owe me this portion of money, but I'm going to forgive you I could have you thrown in jail, but I'm not going to. I'm just going to forgive your debt, go live your life and be happy. So this man goes on and he lives his life and he's he's just doing these normal things and he ends up loaning some money to somebody else. It's a, a very small sum of money, but he, he lends it to this guy and this guy can't pay him back. So this man who was forgiven of this huge debt, takes his buddy that he lent money to and can't pay him back, and he throws him in jail. He says, you can't pay me back. You're going to rot in jail. And the king hears about this, and he, and he goes to that man, and he says, I lent you all this money, and you couldn't pay it back, and I forgave you, but you went to this man and gave just a little bit, and he threw him in jail. He ended up throwing that guy in jail after all of that. And said, you're going to live out your days paying back my debt. And the moral of this story is that um, God's forgiven us. He's done this incredible act by sending Jesus to die on the cross for our sins. And he's forgiven us the debt that we owed him. And then we go through life and we face these hardships and people are rude and people are mean to us. And then we throw them in jail for the same things. We throw them in jail for less than what we did to God. And so we have to remember that we were saved by grace. We didn't earn our salvation. We didn't earn our right standing with God. And if we did wrong to anybody, we did wrong to God. And so maybe just that perspective will help you loosen a little bit. But I know it's hard. I know it's frustrating. And I want to tell you that you have to learn that you cannot will bad things for others. It won't happen. It's not that you can't, because we all try, I feel like, sometimes. But no matter how bad you you will it, how bad you want something bad to happen to somebody else, that will never make it happen. It just makes you feel justified. It makes you feel like you have some kind of power over the situation. In reality, we don't. And so it's better to let go of that frustration and say, you know what? Maybe they will live a successful life, maybe they won't, but I hope that whatever they did to me is not the bearing for that. I think of how incredible it was with both Jesus and Barnabas at the at the very end of their life after people had been brutalizing them and killing them and torturing them. Each one of them said with their final breaths, Lord, forgive them for they know not what they do and that struck me you know a little while ago thinking about some past hurt that i get so angry and frustrated at such minimal things and jesus and barnabas were literally tortured and in that moment said god forgive them for they don't know what they do they were already wishing good things on the people that were doing such terrible things to them and third and last i hope that you'll pray to god to help you forgive and pray for those that have done you wrong that in Scripture Jesus said, "Pray for those who persecute you, and it's so easy to just try to go through the motions, try to do it yourself, try to fix yourself, but in reality, we need God, we need God to intervene on our behalf so that we can forgive those people because forgiving is hard, and the only person that can truly help us is the the author of love himself with Molly, you've got some experience in praying and and actually seeing those prayers help you get past some grudges and some ill feelings. Want to tell us about that?
1: Yeah, definitely. I think, you know, growing up and going through high school and stuff, I never really had like, I I don't know if there's such thing as a serious grudge or a light grudge or what, but I never had, I never realized that I was holding a grudge because it was all sort of like the petty stuff. But in college, there was a situation where this person tremendously affected my family their the actions that they did they you know it really hurt our family and i <laughs> wanted to do so many things i wanted to chew this person out you know they were going on and living their lives and we were just hurting and um years a couple years went on and i was still just you know so angry at this person and i never even saw this person ever again um never had any interaction with them no contact whatsoever And I was still so angry with them. I got to that verse that pray for those who persecute you. And so I was just like, God, I don't know how that is even physically possible. But you know what? Here I go. And I couldn't do it. (laughs) That's not what you wanted to hear. You know, you wanted a solution. But for real, I could not do that. I sat there in my prayer and no words could literally come out of my mouth. Like it was making me sick. And so I said, God, I'm just going to sit here and I'm going to have a moment where I pray for this person, even if no words come out. And I'm going to do this every day until I can finally pray for this person and get over this. And that's what I did. I would sit down, pray to God. And once I got to that part, if I couldn't get out the words, I would just be silent. And then I would just say, God, take it. And then I'd move on. And then the next day, and the next day, and some days I could mutter out a few more words. I could say the person's name or whatever. And then some days I couldn't. I couldn't do anything. Like it was up and down. And then finally, I got to a point where I can totally pray for this person. I can pray good things for this person, that God's will be done, you know, that that they bless this person. And I can really want this person to be successful in life now. And, you know, I found out a few a while back that this person is sick now with some things and I i really want them to be better because i want to be able to see them in heaven and i know that's like that for me that was such a huge a huge thing to overcome and be able to say that i wanted to see that person in heaven um and i know that sounds horrible but in the moment that's exactly what you know how it was and so to be able to pray and that god continues to move in this person Forever, whenever their time comes, that that they're saved in that moment and they, you know, I'll see them in heaven. I say all of that to say that I used prayer, but not in the lighthearted, you know, sunshines. Like it wasn't like that. There were some very sickening days.
0: <laughs> I think that's such a good example of the process. You know, it doesn't just happen overnight and you're not just going to wish good things all of a sudden over people who have hurt you over over years, you know, and it's, it takes time and it takes God intervening in that.
1: So what would you say to somebody that's been struggling with unforgiveness for some time now?
0: The biggest thing is to keep believing that you can forgive and that God can help you to forgive. And so many situations in life, it's, it's so hard to keep going. It's so hard to keep pressing on. And even, even to start, because especially with unforgiveness, like, like there's so much frustration, there's so much anger, there's so much hurt that you don't want to start praying for somebody. You don't want to start giving that to God. And so that's the first thing I would say. If you're struggling with unforgiveness and bitterness towards somebody, start praying about it. Fight yourself through it, you know, on the day that you don't want to and the day that On the day that it's it's painful and it hurts, try to utter a couple words or no words, like Molly said, and just be there in the presence of God with that person in mind. But keep believing that it'll happen. You know, it might it might take years. It might literally take years to forgive some people and some hurt that has happened to your life, and they might deserve terrible things for what they did to you. But don't let that change how you pray, because this is. Your freedom that you're going for, this is your release, your your ability to move on with your life and so I would say, just keep believing that you can forgive when the bad days come, keep praying through it. When the good days come, man, pray even harder. you know rejoice in the fact that you're gaining a little bit of freedom you're moving past some of that hurt. But I think that's everything we've got for this episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. We'll see you next time.